Open Mic is a podcast brought to you by Bethel Express of America. All right. We're back again. Open Mic. That would be me. Is that what they, what was that show? And Ashley, that's me. I'm dating myself and my son is 32 now. But anyway, um, we are back. And as always, uh, and, and really, he, I genuinely mean this too. Um, and he probably has figured this out, even if I not ever said it to now. He's one of my favorite, one of my favorite people. Um, Andrew, the hero, small H, went. Uh, he makes us all sound good. He makes us sound good as you can almost see us. He makes us sound so good. And uh, not only is he in the builder, but he's in the booth. And uh, just finer than finer, my wife, Julia. And we're just co-hosts. She's the co-host. Well, she is the host. I'm just talking. Uh, they they set all of this up and I just talk. But um, I have so many things to talk about. It's all good. It's all good. But, you know, uh, you if you've listened to any of these broadcasts, there's always uh, an, an edge to it where we talk about experiences that we have had, A, in ministry, or B, experiences that we've had in the Christian music industry. Um, but... Um, I've told people this many, many times that although you, although I've I've been seen on TBN and uh, you know Seven Hundred Club, all the Christian stations, all the Christian programs, and a couple of secular programs where I was seen by as many as thirty million people at one time worldwide. Um, um, and and yes, we've been I've been on the cover of magazines many times, uh, even major mag ma- at least major Christian music magazines and two secular music magazines and have all those have I've had all of those experiences. Most of what we did, like ninety plus percent of what we did, we did in the streets. Mm-hmm. You know, uh people used to ask me, Mike, so what does a, a cassette mean to you? You know, or a CD mean to you? I said as far as I'm concerned, it's a business card to say, if you want this kind of ministry in your area, this is what we bring. This is what we would do. This is how we are. And so we did most of what we did. Um, in ministry in the streets, literally in the streets, um, just about every major city in the United States and probably every city, major city in the United States we've been to and some not so major, but uh, we've been there. We've been, we've been there and we've enjoyed it. it you know, there've been some challenges, of course, it's, it's just, it's the streets. But other than that, we, we've lived to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Or in the words of uh, uh, Olivia, I'm, I'm still alive. You know, I, I I remember when you first started and you, you, your first album cover had the big boom box on it. Mm-hmm. I remember you used to travel around with the boom box and I would say, that is one bold brother that he could do that. <laughs> what was it that made you not afraid to do that or knowing that that's what you should be doing initially when you started out? Wow. Um, I think the best way... And, and for those of you who are listening, this is totally unrehearsed, by the way. Unrehearsed, undiscussed, in, 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 in every way you can imagine. I would, I, my, growing up in New York City and then finding out all the people, once, once I found out about the gospel, once I found out about the importance of salvation and Jesus for salvation, it was just in my heart and in my head so much that people are going to go to hell because there were people who, were worse than I was. And I know I was going to go to hell. And so I just wanted to reach as many people, you know, in the inner city as possible. Cause I, you know, I'm from the city and, 
Um, I just wanted to reach. And so it, it not really, it hardly ever entered my mind to be afraid or to have fear or to be scared. I just, I, you know, it was just so real to me. And, and, and maybe even sometimes and I'm, I'm trying not to sound so trendy, trite and cliche, but I felt like I got to the point where even if it cost me my life, I was going to tell people about Jesus. But I did, but I got to the point where like the Bible says, he that dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. You know, I would say of the Lord, he, um, he is my, re he is my refuge, my God and my fortress and him will I trust. I think, and that's Psalm 91, uh, Psalm number 91, verses one to three, I think. But, um, it became, it became real to me and it became a thing where if I'm going to do this, we, we, we have to be just all out for it or all in, all out, all in. We had to be all in or all out for it. And I got to the point where God gave me what, what people call a holy boldness. Well, I really just didn't give a rip. It's like, I'm going in, you know? And remember, we used to always have this statement when it came to us reaching out to people in the streets. It's like, we're going in and we're not, and we're taking all hostages, you know? And that was what we did. And that was how we, how we looked at things. And so uh, I would say that that, that, it did not really cross my mind. The only, I, well, when when JD was with us, of course, and and I I may have said this in a previous broadcast, maybe earlier on, where um, when I knew that our lives were potentially um, uh, in jeopardy, or we were there were threats, I just didn't tell Julia about them till years later, mm -hmm. you know. But um, where there were threats and stuff like that 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 were made because of of. Uh, you know, them knowing that we were coming in to reach the gangs and the gangs knew we were coming, you know, or they knew that I was going to have a message about Jesus in hip hop and people did not like that. You know, the, you know, some of the people in the streets weren't feeling that. And I knew that there were threats about threats and people just really not feeling that. And so uh, we would practice with, although JD did not know it, it was just a game for us in a hotel mm -hmm. when I would just, when he would jump on the bed and I would practice and I would just say, JD, but we he did not know I was practicing for him. That I would say, okay, son, jump, jump, jump. Now when I say JD down, let me see how fast you can get them to the to the floor or, or to the mattress. And we just would do that. He did not know that we were I was actually practicing and preparing him without him knowing that if I were on stage and something happened, I would say, JD down. And he would just and so I got I got to the point where I was son, whenever you hear me say JD down, no matter where I am, it's just something with, with, with just you and me, because we're buddies. You know, if I say JD down, that's what you do. And 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 so the threat, you know, the threats were there, but uh uh thinking about that, I am I'm, I'm trying not to ramble, but thinking about that. Just when, an old when, guy with yeah, more I'm just stories. an old guy with a whole lot of stories. I, I think about some of the things that we experienced that were good, uh, and then some of them would make you go, aw. Uh, like for instance, I remember we were doing ministry in Syracuse. I wanna ever forget this, ever, 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 ever. And JD at this point was three, and we were in the streets doing some doing some street ministry um, with the music, um, and we gave an altar call, right, in, right, literally on the corner, literally on the street corner in Syracuse, and uh, a, a young lady came up and she had her daughter. I'm not going to give her real name. I remember her real name to this very day, but I'm going to make up a name. She's this is my daughter, Jelena, right? And so when she brought her daughter up, you know, she had very noticeable 
deformities with her face. Very noticeable. Um, uh, I, I mean, like, you know, yeah, it, it, it would have wrenched your heart. I'll just put it that way. Very noticeable deformities. And she was about three years of age too. And I won't forget when Julia said, JD, and JD was doing something and she says, JD, this is Jelena. JD stopped what he did and he walked over and he just held her and just hugged her. And I'll not ever forget that. I mean, we did we we had not ever taught him what to do or how to do or anything like that. But he he got it. It was it was that moment I think we realized, okay, he has gotten something from us, you know, uh, in ministry that we did not even teach. And he just went over and he just hugged that little girl and who who knows where she is today. Hopefully, you know, something good is happening in her world. But um it was as if JD I don't, I don't know how he could have known, but he knew that he needed to, to hug that little girl. And they were the same age, literally about the same age, both three years old, you know? And that was one of those, aw, one of those A-W-W-W-W-W type of experiences. How old he? <clears throat> he was three. <clears throat> Excuse me, he was three, and she was about three. Yeah. Uh, e easily, easily. We took him know. everywhere we went until he turned school age. Yeah. Then we realized we wanted to, you know, I, I can certainly say, looking back, you know, when I first knew you and met you, I never thought or imagined being on streets doing street ministry. <laughs> and, Especially and since she's all, not from the streets. First of all, I could imagine you going to do ministry for what? For love offering? <laughs> <laughs> you know, by faith? You know, but uh, it certainly has increased mine seeing. Um, but I think what always really blew me away is just to see the people and how their lives were changed and transformed mm -hmm. in a moment of being in such areas of distress, mm -hmm. you know, and yeah. hardship to knowing that there was somebody willing to give them hope. And I'm thankful for, because it's not just Michael that's doing it. There are other people that oh, yeah. do that, that we just thankful that they are in the fields, uh, be, right? Cause the fields are ripe with harvest. Mm -hmm. And um, so I, uh, can you think of, like, we, we, you've done street ministry, you've done ministry in schools, you would do schools first, and then mm -hmm. night outreaches. Mm -hmm. um, can you think about some of those that you would do across the country in some of the cities that you've done and the responses? Yeah. Oh, oh, this, I'll say, too, because one that comes to mind, even as you were talking, uh, experiencing the streets, I, we had, I would just... You know, like a lot of times I had not yet, like we weren't like, we were not like on real stages. We were just like on platforms or I would stand on a bench and just draw a crowd and had them, you know, my ministry monster, everybody called it boombox. I call it ministry monster. It was big too and loud. And, you know, I would just kick it with the neighborhood, with the people in the neighborhood, you know, and talking and everything. And then I was talking to one brother and, you know, he, you know, it's the classic, you know, when you're looking at somebody and you catch, you know, you catch somebody looking at you, and then you turn away, you know, and you look at them and then they turned away, kind of a thing, and you're looking at each other, and finally that's when I said, okay, I need, I need to, you know, step to my bro my brother right here, you know, kind of diffuse something if if that's if something's about to go down, and I went over to him and I said, yo, what's up, man? So we started talking, and um, he just he was he was he was hard, he was coming off hard, and I just kept talking with him and. There's no question about it. I was speaking to his heart and I was touching his heart, you know, and I started talking about, you know, I grew up in foster homes and, and everything. And, you know, cause he was talking about, 
you know, life and, you know, how things are crazy. I said, yo, man, you and I will walk a, have walked a similar path. You know, and I'm just talking, I think I said, although my past is my past and your past is not really your past. Your past is, I said, my past is your present. We started talking and finally, you know, you can see his eyes welling up, you know, and he said, he says, yo, man, don't keep talking because if you keep talking, you're going to make me cry. And if you make me cry, I'm going to batter you. In other words, I'm going to beat you up. And so I said, well, if you beat me up, then I'm going to cry. And then we're going to both be crying. And he just busted out laughing. <laughs> and he busted out laughing and he just hugged me. And he just, I, I held him, I, I don't know, let me not exaggerate. Although he, I mean, he held, held me for about five minutes and just, just cried and, you know, and just boo-hooed. And once again, it was one of those kinds of things where I'm not thinking I'm not thinking that we can be in trouble here. I'm not thinking, you know, that something's about to go down. I'm just thinking, my man's looking at me and I'm trying to keep things from jumping off like that. So let me just walk over to him. You know, the next thing I know, you know, he's, you know, we're laughing and he's hugging and he's crying anyway, you know. Um, and and I, that happened quite a, though, not exactly that that exact experience, but we had so many experiences like that where, you know, people were looking at me, you know, off the side of the stage and, you know, and then like, you know, people say, hey, look, man, you know, like everybody's asking you for your autograph and everything. Back in those days, there were no cell phones, so there were no cameras like that. You had to have a real camera, right. you know, real Kodak Instamatic camera, you know, and people would take pictures. And one guy said, yo, man, all these people are impressed by you, man. Like they don't even know what's really was really you know, on the inside of you. I'm like, can you tell what's on the inside of me? He says, street, no street. Yeah. He says, you're for real. You coming back tomorrow, right? I said, yeah, we're going to be all week. He says, yeah, I'm going to be my people's tomorrow. You know, and he did. And, you know, it's those kinds of things where, from your original question, like, I, I just, I don't, I don't recall having real fear. You know, it was like, I felt that there was something much greater than, than my fear if I had had a fear. And I'm not talking about I'm fearless or anything. I'm just saying I had this boldness knowing that God had my back. And I know that he, God had your back too, you know, I had our back when we were out there. And, and he had JD's back when he was with us also when he finally came along. And so um, it's just one of those things. I, I just, I, I just, I, I, we are, I'm very thankful in the Lord. Like my prayers like Julia did not hear those prayers because, you know, she'd be sleeping. And I would just be thankful. I would wake up in the middle of the night just praying, thank you, Lord, that you covered us. Thank you, Lord, that you protected us. Lord, we're going to be here for three more days as if the Lord did not know we were going to be there for three more days. You know, Lord, would you continue to back us up like this? You know, because yeah. people are bringing more family members. So uh, one of the things, <clears throat> it's something that you would go out. What was your strategy in terms of uh putting you out on the street? Who did you work with people? What was follow up and things like that? Could you give an overview of what you experienced back then? And yeah. How it was okay. Done? Well, once we, I, I would, we would, we would tell the, the people who were bringing us in that we really wanted to be connected with the community, with the streets, with the gangs, the drug dealers, with all the rough areas, all the crazy areas. That's where we wanted to be. You set us up to be in the worst high schools, the worst middle schools, the worst, everything. We we just wanted to be there because we just knew how we felt about reaching the laws, especially from that kind of background. 
And so they would do that. And they would set us up. Oh, believe me, they took us on our offer many times. <laughs> but but the thing was, but the thing that the but when we would get there, I would have the ministry mindset, and I would just start playing it loud and just getting attention, you know, even without a microphone. I would just like, okay, my name is Mike Peace, and I'm taking on all MCs, you know, and you know, all sucker MCs, you know, step step over here to the bench. You know, and it's so funny because I'm calling people sucker MCs and they were coming. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even come up, yo, man, I ain't no sucker, but I'm an MC. They just came up like, and y'all sucker MCs. And I would just battle with them. You know, of course, they would be rapping about what they're rapping about. And of course, I was rapping about the Lord, you know, and some of some of it would be freestyle and everything. And we would just go back and forth and um, God be praised. I did not ever lose any of those battles because most of them were like, yo, yo, yo. Okay, look, hold on, hold on. Okay, I get it. It's about Jesus. Can we just stop battling? Just say what you have to say to me. And that happened so many times. And then uh, from that, people would stand around and listen. And then we would end up, people start ask, asking me questions, you know, asking us questions. And we would just start to minister to people. We would have crowds just, you know, 30, 40, 50, who knows how many people just standing around because they were standing around. And the whole purpose was for me to, was for me, like you have people say that Jesus said that he would make the disciples fishers of men. And then I've heard people say, well, a good fisherman always has good bait. And so me, you know, spitting about Jesus was my bait and we just attracted people. And of course we did not do ministry unless the people who were bringing us in had follow up and had a way to, to not just, you know, not just take the information and that, that it was like, no, we're going tomorrow to their house. We're going to do this. We're, we're going to do those different types of things. And that's, and and that's where, I, I, I mean, the Bible says no man comes to the Father except the Spirit draws him anyway. The Bible says, Paul, well, Paul says, I, Paul, planted Apollos a water, but God gives the increase. So anybody who has come to the Lord under us, air quotes, really, it was the Lord's doing. So, but one day I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, the lives that 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 hung in there with Jesus, you know, because um, some of them are in my heart to this very day. I mean, I could rattle off names, you know, from Little Rock, you know, I mean, not Little Rock, uh, Littleton, North Carolina, you know. I mean, I can rattle off names like that, like like you wouldn't believe. Um, and I'm just looking forward to seeing them again, you know. So, so when we talk about memory in terms of street outreach or whatever, <clears throat> I think one of the funniest things was and I'm uh, was when you did the parade, the Thomas Edison parade oh. in Fort Myers. Uh, give it, because we're winding down, but can you give a, a quick clip of that? And my question to you is, do you think anyone got saved or it made a difference? Because it was... Definitely yeah, odd. yeah. We were on a flatbed truck. It was called the Light F Festival in what part of Florida For, was Fort that? Fort Myers. Fort Myers, Florida. And so, if you're on the flatbed truck, the, it's moving. And so I'm rapping. So you're not even going to hear the end of one of my lyrics because <laughs> because it's moving. And it, 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 the whole thing, it, 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 we just, it was just moving. Okay, unless you were following the flatbed truck to finish the rest of the lyrics, which hardly anybody did, if anybody did, because the crowd was so thick. I mean, people would go a week early and, and put their yeah and put their chairs or couch and the, <laughs> or their couch yeah or their couch and chain it to the poles and things like that a week early to be at this this light festival, and it was just a parade. 
but um, at night. At night, yeah, at night. <laughs> Did they have spotlight on you? I'm not sure. No, there was no spotlight. <laughs> so imagine. that's all they hear is the voice. Yeah, yeah. I'm imagining you do your you're doing your song, uh, crack. Oh yeah. Like, your, oh yeah. Oh. Crack. Crack. Wait, what are you talking about? Wait, what do you mean your name is Crack? Yo, Crack, man. <laughs> Tell us more. <laughs> and then uh, they call me Crack, and then they're moving. Call me Rock for short. Well, that that's the next group. They heard me say, "Call me Rock for short." So is his name Crack or is it Rock? So two two people people heard two of my names, Crack and Rock. Which and then I came to this country without a passport. You know, and it's like down in Florida too. Yeah. <laughs> so that was yeah, and, and with oh that was because they were celebrating Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison. Yeah, because he invented the light. Yeah, and so. Um, they like bulb, and so they were celebrating him. They did it. They had been doing this for like thirty years the already. Are all bulbed up. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm bum, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, that was that was definitely an interesting one. I thought it was fun and interesting. Part of me was like, "What am I doing on this flatbed truck?" And it's moving. There was nothing to hold on to either, you know. So it <laughs> so, jerks. Yeah. So, and I have a microphone, but but you made a rear appearance in your. White jeans. Yeah. Oh, you see, she went there. And your yeah. black and white sneaker. I had on my left, white jeans. Right, and yeah. the black, you know, sneaker on the right and the white on the left. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that nice was. Fit. That's a nice fit. That was looking good. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. But the white. The, the hat, white your hat with all your buttons. Yeah, and we had to wear white, too. They told us we had to wear white, yeah. you know, to, to be a part of it. I'm well, like, that's okay. how they knew it was cracked. They saw the white. Yeah. <laughs> and not you. I still don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's a little bit of intrigue from that. Yeah. I'm trying to think, why wasn't I there? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that, 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 that was a very interesting Did, one. So you wonder if seed was placed in anybody? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, because it's God's spirit. So, yes, but... On a God, God had to work a little bit extra hard. Yeah. I just put it that way. Of course, I'm kidding. God, God does it just fine, y'all. But but God definitely had to work a little bit harder for that to happen. But um, we loved it. Great wow. times. Wow, I'm so glad that God put you in the streets to take mm-hmm. people out of the streets. Oh, so I'm I'm just grateful for that. Well, we're we're winding down and we're actually winding out. So we just want to take this time to thank you for listening to our podcast, Open Mic. And make sure you subscribe, follow, or whatever you need to do to stay current on this podcast. Don't forget to share. And until then, God bless you till you hear us again. Mm-hmm.